and welcome to Rebel Hearts, a podcast dedicated to the rebel girls and riot girls in the music industry and why they matter. Each episode will feature songs by bands you just need to hear. So if you think you're ready, I will see you in the front. Welcome back to Rebel Hearts. This is episode eight, and it's another really special episode because I have another one of my best friends in the whole entire world. I have Christy with me today, and uh, she's another friend that I've had since childhood. Her, me, her, and Pat actually go way back. <laughs> she's friends with Pat. We all love Pat. Um, Christy and I, we hang out all the time. She's my best friend. Um, she actually is here today because she is the expert or at least my expert on country music, because I don't know shit about country music, guys. I really don't. The fact that I listen to Taylor Swift is country enough for me. Yeah. So me and Christy are going to sit down here. We're going to talk about a bunch of articles that we found. We found a lot of shit that we have to talk about. Yeah. So there's a ton of things that we have to talk about. Um, even though you probably wouldn't realize it, there's actually a lot of women and controversy in country music and I know it's kind of shaped up to be like this happy-go-lucky music where everything's fine and you know it's really not like that at all and it's just you don't realize because it really gets looked over a lot how little impact women actually do have in country music and it's kind of sad because I mean the women that are in country music are very powerful and they and they write great lyrics and they are amazing vocalists and songwriters and they get played a few times and it just seems like once it's kind of over with it's just forgotten about and these women really don't have much of a voice so we want to talk on their behalfs and kind of bring some some light to some it. light to it yeah um, one of the things that we definitely wanted to mention is there's an article from 2014 uh, from theboot.com. Uh, one of the quotes in the article says, The country music business is almost entirely male-dominated, especially at a decision-making level. Most of the record label executives are men, and most of the radio program directors are men, too. Now, Kirsty actually has a unique background. She worked for the My Country radio station on Long Island, so she saw firsthand what was going on and pretty much how little women had to do with any anything. So if you want to talk about that I think that to me at least with my country they would always play in a range a range of women however I felt like they were looked at much differently than men um just in the fact that I mean yeah they would come dress pretty but I felt like that was kind of where it ended I don't know if anybody was really looking anywhere deeper than just what they had on their outer appearance like it wasn't what they were singing about it wasn't what they you know what it wasn't anything like that it was really just what they looked like so um yeah no we found some really cool information uh like sam said a lot of it is male dominated including i mean i think the biggest thing is the songwriters uh they are predominantly men and they stopped hiring women songwriters and obviously men are writing songs for other men they're not writing as many songs for women obviously women can write their own lyrics but a lot of the songs that they are handing out are really for men or for bands with you know a female part in it but not predominantly for women so that's definitely a big issue it's not like like we're taylor swift taylor swift comes in and you think of her immediately when you think of country music because yeah, she, did the she country. started out in country yeah she was big in nashville you know her and Haley williams are really good friends they both started out in nashville you know, and Taylor Swift is one of those people that writes her own music. She produces everything. Like, she is, like, the Beyonce of country pop. Yeah. You know, she, when you think of Taylor Swift, you're like, oh, she writes all of her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you, even on uh, her new record on 1989, she had the demos of her, you know, sending um, all those songs or the three songs I can't think of off the top of my head, but those three songs that she sent to whoever was producing the record, and she's like, this is this is my demo like she sits on the piano she does the acoustic she guitars. does it all she really does it all and mm-hmm. but that's what you have to be i feel like you have to be able you have to, to wear every hat yeah exactly because no one else is going to wear it for you and that's fine i mean i think these women have definitely stood up but i don't think it's easy for them at all well, it's like you don't need a man yeah exactly <laughs> but so some of the things that we found i think 
one of the biggest things. I mean, obviously, um, you know, going all the way back to Dolly Parton, uh, Loretta Lynn, Tammy Wynette, um, the earlier days, like, you know, with Faith Hill, there was um, the Dixie Chick, Shania Twain, Martina McBride, Leanne Rhymes. I mean, old Trisha Yearwood. Just, I mean, and that's a bunch of them, but I felt like back then in the 90s is when they say that was like the golden age of women in country music. Oh, yeah, and, sure. I mean, they're trying to figure out why that it's no longer like that, obviously. Um, and they've done studies, which we will talk about. Um, we found some studies that they've done that were funded, which was really cool that they were able to do this. Um, and just to see why, you know, like, why is this happening? So, um, I guess where we want to start off, really, um, we read an article <laughs> from August 2015. It says, uh, it's from uh, voanews.com, and the title is Women Push for Equality in, uh, Quality in Country Music. Sorry, that's a lot of words that sound extremely similar. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> While country music radio has historically been male-dominated, the issue about the lack of women getting airtime picked up stream this spring when uh, radio consultant Keith Hill said country stations that want better ratings should play fewer female artists. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to what say about that. What year is this? <laughs> or what year was it then? It was 2015, um, but it sounds... Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. Um, so the whole quote, uh, he's a programming consultant, Keith Hill, just so y'all know. Um, he told industry publication uh, at a country air check, if you want to make ratings and country radio, take females out. Women like male artists, the expectation is we're principally a male format with a smaller female component. Trust me, I play great female records and we've got some right now. They're just not the lettuce in our salad. The lettuce is Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, Keith Urban, and artists like that. The tomatoes of our salad are the females. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> End quote, by the way. But like that was... So now we're tomatoes. So um, there was definitely some backlash, obviously. A little bit. Um, just a little bit. Um, from Jennifer Nettles. She was in the band Sugarland, uh, as okay. well as Martina McBride, who is well-known. Um, and they actually created tomato and tomato lover shirts. <laughs> and um, all the proceeds from it went to charity. And um, obviously, they spoke out against it. Um, Miranda Lambert posted a picture on her Twitter as well. And um, definitely faced some backlash for that one, which was very well-deserved. Um, I don't even know how people could have this mindset I it's so confusing just... to me like christy came to me like when pat came to me when we were sitting at dinner for the idea of his episode christy had the same idea for this episode she wants to talk about country music and i said awesome i don't know shit about country music i said i know about taylor swift and miranda lambert and so hit me up with some information so i started researching stuff for this because the the episode i did with pat didn't require a lot of research because he and i were on the same wavelength i knew what he was talking about i knew the artist that he was talking about you know it wasn't anything new for me but with Christy, I don't know anything about country music like I keep saying to you guys. So, And I knew I wanted to explore this because I knew based on... I have a friend, Molly. Her She, is, she lives in Memphis, Tennessee. So she actually um, messaged me a month or so ago. She's like, yo, I want to talk about sexism in country music. And I yeah. said, whenever you're in New York. <laughs> yeah. So um, I kind of got the idea from that. And then when Christy brought this idea to me, I was like, I need to explore this. So I didn't realize how much I could find on sexism in country music and how much women are not there because, you know, when I'm in the car with Christy and she's always playing country music, I always hear women. Like, I never was, it never, like, occurred to me that they were so, like, not in the scene. Yeah. And even uh, speaking to the article that we were just talking about, The Guardian posted an article and it said, in 2013, only five songs by female artists made the top 50 of the country air, airplay chart and two of them were Taylor Swift. So, I in mean... 2015, in 2013. 2013. Okay. So, so around when, when Red came out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because she was still crossing over then. Right. That was, like, before so she made she the wasn't... huge G jump to, to pop. Yeah. Because Red was still kind of, like, country-esque, you know? Yeah. She had songs like Stay, 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 which kind of... It wasn't sounded... until, like, 1989, I feel like, that she totally dropped all of her country roots. And yeah, that totally was, like... went for the pop. Complete pop record. You mm -hmm. know, with Paramore's After Laughter, that's their 
um, quoted pop record, like their departure from like pop punk and like the alternative rock scene, even though I still see them as a, as an alternative band, regardless of what their record is now. Yeah. Like I'll always see Taylor Swift as a country artist. Regardless. She just totally changed her sound. Though. Oh, for sure. But for some reason, like she still lives in Nashville. Well, maybe she doesn't live in Nashville anymore, but she's from Nashville. I mean, I feel like she'll always I heard have... she's going back to country. She she probably will. I, I mean, Taylor Swift is one of those artists that will always do well no matter what she does. Yeah, she's, she's very talented. Smart. She's, she's smart. Yeah, exactly. She's smart and talented, and she's got everything going for her. Like, she knows how to write. She knows how to produce. She knows how to do everything. So, yeah. like I said, she's the Beyonce of country pop. Absolutely. So she'll definitely go far. In light of Tomato Gate 2014, some powerful female executives started a Nashville-based organization called Change the Conversation. Um, it was founded in 2014, like I said, and it was all about addressing inequality between male and females, not just on country radio, but also larger country industry. Um, they fund women, help them get more women artists and songwriters deals, which is awesome, because like we said earlier, it's really about there not being a lack of women songwriters um so basically they're trying to say not every woman should not every sorry every woman should be played on the radio but don't not play them because they're women because that makes a lot of sense. because that makes a whole lot of sense um so yeah so the change the conversation was what we kind of touched on earlier um it was actually um a stanford researcher her name is devardi gauche i'm sorry i'm probably butchering that name but she examined the success rates between male and female solo artists in country radio which was kind of really cool of her to do because they funded her to do it so what she did was she did three eight-year periods so from 1992 to 1999 from 2000 to 2007 and then from 2008 to 2015 and it shows how many labels introduced new solo artists that were men and women so just to kind of give you guys some statistics here it shows that 41 new solo females and 67 new male artists in the 1990s um, that women actually had more hits despite the numbers um, on you know obviously there were more male artists coming out but women actually had more hits and this was you know the 1990s this was like we said the glory age of women in country so that was your faith hill sarah evans shania twain um and in the early to mid 2000s it was completely reversed pretty much like the labels they introduced 43 men and 56 new female artists so that was actually completely reversed and they introduced more female artists which was cool but only 10% of those women had a top 20 single and 55% of the men had a top 20 single well I was about to say Taylor Swift was probably predominantly in that female category you know in, tw- in 2000 to 2007 yeah oh, she no. kind of well she broke out I think a little bit later than that yeah so she was probably in the 27 2007-2015 uh, bracket yeah well, well, speaking of that, actually, there's a, there's this huge article that I found and um, doing kind of a callback to an episode that I did where I talked about um, women in emo music. It was my Hey There Delilah episode where I said um, I was quoting the first collection of criticism by a living female rock critic by Jessica Hopper, which is an incredible book. I totally recommend that you guys pick up. Um, she was talking about how Dashboard Confessional and Newfound Glory and all those other emo bands or, you know, what we call emo bands were talking about women and their songs. And I just wanted to read you guys a couple of things from that article really quick before Christy moves on. Uh, it says, in today's country music, women are often portrayed as sexual objects by spe- and it's by Pacific Standard Staff from October 26, uh, 2016. To be a female in a country song in the t- 2010s is to be objectified more than the past. Texas Tech University researchers Eric Rasmussen and Rebecca uh, Densley report in the journal Sex Roles. So again, more studies that were done. Country music in the 2010s tend to objectify women more and portray them as empowered less than in previous decades. Again, what we were just talking about. Uh, And it says they write, not surprisingly, they find this trend is driven by lyrics sung by a male artist inspired by the rise of bro country. 
<laughs> described by one critic as interchangeable songs about dirt roads, pickup trucks, girls in tiny cutoff jeans, and beer, lots of beer. And Maddie and T's 2014 hit Girl in the Country song, which we were talking about the title for the song, I mean yeah. the title for this episode, Yeah. <laughs> sample lyrics like, all we're good for is looking good for you and your friends, the researchers decided to examine how women are described in contemporary country music. Exactly now to like hit that. you with some more statistics, uh, they analyzed the lyrics of the top 50 cut, uh, top 50 songs on Billboard Magazine's annual top country hits list for 1990 to 1994, 2000 to 2004, and 2010 to 2014. Their sample consisted of 671 songs that contained a reference to a woman. Among other things, the researchers noted whether the woman was portrayed as empowered or dependent on a man. They also noted slang references such as honey or girl and lyrics in which a woman or part of her anatomy is compared to a non-human object. Example, your body is like an hourglass. So... Uh, there was another article that basically said that this is not um, this is not uh, special to country music. I mean, we see it yeah. in rap music all the time. We of see course. it in R and B music, but mm-hmm. like I said, as somebody that doesn't listen to country music outside of Christie's Car, you know, I I'd never really realized it until my friend Molly even mentioned like how much there's sec- how much sexism there is in country music. You know, you don't really look at it. Yeah. So leading into more of the bro country labels um so basically i feel like bro country has just been like glorified in like the past few years for sure so the last of the three eight-year periods that we were talking about the 2008 to 2015 obviously that was the height of bro country labels and they signed 31 female artists compared to 51 new men artists and only 32 percent of women appeared in the top 20 and not one of the 10 women who had a top 20 hit ever landed a second one. So they were basically one-hit wonders. <laughs> the quintessential one-hit wonder. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, this is now where Jason Aldean, Blake Shelton, Luke Bryan, Keith Urban are all rising up. And, you know, I mean, I feel like they were looking past amazing artists like Carrie Underwood, uh, Miranda Lambert, obviously. And, you know, it's just like, why? It's just doesn't make any sense so that's yeah. where we're at right now <laughs> that's where we're at. so that was all the statistics that we have for at least this episode um, before we get on to any more and we're definitely going to dive into uh, somebody that christy has been telling me all about for the past week she definitely wants to talk about her in a second um, i want to take a break and i want to play the first song of the episode um, it's by an artist named Tilly, who I already played in my last episode, but this EP and the songs fit so well for this episode, I had to play her again. She's also super sweet, and she showed a lot of love for the last episode, so how can I not show her more love in this episode? Uh, this is from her EP, Lost Boy. The song is of the same name. The EP came out in 2015, and Tilly has been doing a lot of great things lately. Like I mentioned in my last episode, um, my, um... A girl that I follow, her name is Ashley Osborne. She does a lot of cool photography work in the music industry. Definitely check her out. She's really cool. She's photograph. She's done photographs for your favorite bands, I'm sure. She's awesome. She did her. Um, she did Tilly's video. I don't remember what song that she was doing it for, but definitely check it out when it comes out. So yeah, this is Lost Boy. <laughs>
Again, that was the song Lost Boy by the artist Tilly, and it's from the 2015 EP Lost Boy. Definitely check out Tilly. She's on soundcloud.com slash whoistilly. She has her own website under whoistilly.com, and also on Twitter. She's awesome, and big shout out to her. She gave my other episode a lot of love, and I have nothing but love for her. I can't wait to see what else she has in store for us. I can't wait to see her new video and her new music. She was talking about new music on her Twitter the other day, so I can't wait to hear that. So, um, Another thing that I want to talk about that actually ties into the country music theme is I want to talk about the Chainsmokers for a quick second, guys, because they just won a Billboard Award, and I am so frustrated by it because the Chainsmokers are terrible. Like, not musically, but they're terrible people. And I'm going to tell you why. I normally wouldn't say a loaded statement like that on a public um, space, but they're really shitty people. And I'm going to tell you why. There was a rolling, I, I did a lot of digging because I was really offended that they won a Billboard Award. So I found a Rolling Stone article, I believe from last year, where um, they were talking, it was just like this whole extensive article uh, about the Chainsmokers. And there's this quote that says, dance electronic songs chart, they also hung out with Calvin Harris and basically brain raped him, as uh, Pal puts it. Pal is one of the people in Chainsmokers. I don't even know their names. I don't really give a fuck about their names, to be honest. Uh, as Paul Pal puts it, asking him all these questions. Now, if you're going to use the word brain raped, I obviously have no respect for you. That's not A, a word, and B, you're using the word rape A, incorrectly, and B, you should never use the word rape, especially because it's incredibly triggering and also demeaning, demeaning to and the word. it's just don't use the word rape. I'm sorry. And don't use it just casually and cavalier like, oh yeah, he brain raped me. It's like when bros are like, oh yeah, he totally raped my ears. Oh yeah, he totally raped me. You know, it's just absolutely absurd and just makes me so disgusted. And then they also did a billboard interview where they talk about, it says, at the time of the interview, both had living girlfriends, but cop to being girl crazy. Even before success, pussy was number one, says pal. Like, why am I even trying to make all this money? I wanted to hook up with hotter girls. I had to date a model. And then there was this whole thing where Drew, who uh, is actually the other vocal alongside Halsey in the incredibly popular song Closer that you've heard every single second of your fucking life the past couple of months, mm-hmm. um, he posted on his Twitter, or not him, quote unquote, a bunch of ridiculous tweets um, one of which says, was just, was just at the chronic abortion uh, clinic. You didn't tell me you were pregnant again, Nicki Minaj. Nice to meet you again, by the way. And then at Halsey, what does this Diplo, da- what does Diplo ta- Diplo's dick taste like? Fucking whore. AKA the girl that you just did a number one hit with. Mm-hmm. Also called her a bald bitch. Allegedly he didn't do it. And then at Lady Gaga, Joanne is getting raped in hell, you ugly hermaphrodite. And then he says, guys, calm down. My account was hacked. I would never tweet anything like that to one of my friends. I'm assuming against the, bu- against the bald bitch comment at Halsey. But in another article for Rolling Stone, I believe the Rolling Stone article that I had just read from, he says that he doesn't like the Lady Gaga album and it just plain sucks. 
Oh, he was talking about Perfect Illusion. Now, I'm sorry, you're allowed, I know you're allowed to have your own tastes and I personally don't like Perfect Illusion, but you're another artist who has an incredibly big platform. Don't trash other artists, especially yeah. so publicly on Twitter. Don't say, oh, this sucks, especially because A, Lady Gaga is incredible. Two, well, I mean B, sorry, using numerics and alphabetical nonsense. Sorry, I'm very angry about this. Um, Number one, Lady Gaga is incredible, of course. Number two, she's done incredible things for different communities. And three, just don't trash another artist just because you don't like it. And four, fuck you, Chainsmokers. Your music's not that good either, and you wouldn't be popular without female artists because those are all your number one singles. And the reason why this is relevant is because they won a Billboard Award and also that they're doing a collaboration song with Florida Georgia Line, who is Christy's favorite country act, actually. I do love them. They're the best. They're the best. And one reason in particular why I like them, and my boyfriend makes fun of me for it, but they treat their wives like gold. And they're not afraid to talk about them and say and give them credit for every single thing that they've done and accomplished. And, I mean, I love Flora Georgia Line. Thomas Rhett is another one that I think just treats women I mean treats his wife especially but treats all women like they should be treated and doesn't look down on them and doesn't you know I mean I don't know it's <laughs> they're my just good, opinion they're just good people. they're just good people and they treat their wives like they should be treated and I respect the hell out of that so. <laughs> well didn't you meet one of their wives yeah I kind of have an obsession with their wives she's so Brittany Cole oh. is she is does... Brian Kelly's wife from Florida Georgia Line and Haley is Tyler's wife, and they are both super talented women. Um, Haley actually started a fashion blog called The Vogue Trip, and Brittany and Brian actually collaborated, and they have a awesome, sick clothing line called Tribe Kelly that I almost own every single thing from, <laughs> so definitely check those out. And Lauren is Thomas Rhett's wife, and she is actually a nurse, and she's still a nurse, and she went down to Haiti when they had um, the really bad hurricane, and sh they actually just adopted a little girl, Aww. Willow, from Africa, which is super sweet, and she also got pregnant at the same time, so um, she's due, and they're just really cute, and they do a lot to give back also, which I definitely appreciate, so that's just a little bit of background for my senses, knowledge, and obsession with um, country country singers' wives, because God knows I have that. So she's gonna do a special on it. Yeah, honestly, I could talk for a whole episode about them. Country wives, country wives, and Christy. So um, another thing I'm super passionate about and I love is Marin Morris. Maybe you've heard of her, maybe you haven't, but she is just so stinking talented. Like I can't even begin. She recently came out. Um, she released her EP, Hero, and honestly, I bought it right away, and she just, every single song is better than the last. So, definitely go out by Hero. Go out and buy Hero. <laughs> I'll be a hero. I keep thinking about that song. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so we found this article from Rolling Stone. It is from, I believe, this year. Uh, yep. We did a little digging, and we found some we found some good stuff. Cause found some great stuff. She's brand new, and I mean, she's coming up in obviously times of Miranda Lambert and Carrie Underwood, and you know, I mean, it's hard to top those women. But I mean, she's done a hell of a job, and you know, I thought about it when we were first looking into this into doing this article. Um, and, you know, I kind of wanted to see what her take on it was because I'm sure, I was sure she had some sort of opinion on being, like, rising to fame so fast and, you know, how women are incorporated in country music and how they're displayed. So we found some good stuff. Articles from April of 2017, so actually just a month ago, and the article title is Megan Morris, uh, Maren Morris, sorry, excuse me, Maren Morris on why <laughs> women in country can't be sexual or have desires. So, um, the beginning just starts off with a bang. It says, you either have to sing about being scorned by a lover or sing about thinking a cute uh, boy is cute and wanting him to notice you. That's about as edgy as you can get. 
that's what uh, Maren Morris had to say in the beginning of the article. Yeah. And, and she just goes on. She goes on to say that, I mean, she's following other acts, obviously, like Kelsey Ballerini and Lauren Elena. And Lauren Elena, um, side note, I met her at um, one of our events with My Country. And she was one of the most real people I ever met in my entire life. And she, I believe, was on American Idol. Um, and she, I mean, this was years ago, but she went through like a really rough time. She had an eating disorder. Her parents split up and, you know, she went through a lot. Um, and when I met her, you honestly would never have known anything was wrong. Um, because this was right before she actually took a break and I think she became bulimic. Um, cause she was, you know, whatever she was eating and God forbid. So, you know, she just really like, she came out of that and she came out, um, from not having a single for like almost, I want to say like five years. Oh, wow. Uh, and came out with Road Less Traveled, which is all about taking a, a path that isn't the most popular one to take or isn't, you know, what everyone else is doing, but doing it for yourself and doing it for you. And I, it was a really powerful song. Uh, and she's awesome. And like I said, she was just one of the sweetest girls ever and was so real. Um, so Marin did mention them in this article. And this article, by the way, um, is all Rolling Stone. Um, great article. And, you know, and she just was basically saying about how, you know, Kelsey Ballerini has come out with, like, these huge hits. You know, Yeah Boy, Peter Pan, um, and then Lorna Lena with Road Less Traveled. And, you know, they played them almost every single song. And then they go to nothing and you just don't hear about them. So, you know, it's, but it's basically like it's sad because they're very talented women, but, you know, one song just kind of gets, you know, I mean, it's on the charts and then it just goes away and you forget about it. Um, that Peter so, Pan song was only like relevant for like two weeks. Yeah, I mean, but it was so relevant though. Like, for oh, those, yeah, like, for sure. For that like solid few weeks it was playing, like, that's all you heard. I mean, oh, I know yeah. that's all I heard. And it was just like, so now I, I, I honestly too. forgot about it until I just read this article. So see? Same. There you go. And um, so Maren Morris, um, her debut single was My Church, which was all about being spiritually moved by the music. And at least in that moment, behind the wheel, gently caressing only the FM dial, more than men. And the follow-up, her next um, single was 80s Mercedes which is all about freewheeling, pop-forward anthem for a woman who wants to hit the town and have fun. And, you know, no questions asked, no regrets, nothing. Just having fun, being young. And, you know, she's the one that's making moves and taking control. And, you know, that's what she just was saying was that she's part of an industry that has no problem when she performs in a revealing dress. And, you know, they'll want to know who designed it, but she better not sing about what happens after that dress ends up crumpled on the bedroom floor. Um, she said that there are the aesthetic pressures for a woman to be pretty and sexy but not sexual or have desires beyond winning a guy's affections, she writes. On the flip side, you could take a look at um, Sam Hunt, who they actually went on, I think they're going on tour this summer together, and he has a new single out, Body Like a Back Road, and in his single, he sings about being able to easily turn his lover's jeans inside out and head south of her smile, while on, um, you know, I mean, it. this is one instance of many um, Dirk Bentley just came out with a new song, Black. I know it was written about his wife, but still. Um, he confesses that he's so overcome with pleasure that he might not, well, last, essentially. Um, you know, it's just like a joke that men can sing about this, whereas if a woman was singing about the fact that she was about to have an orgasm, people would probably shit their pants. Like Me and Pat, Pat and I were actually speaking about that in our last episode. We were talking about how you know, uh, female masturbation is so frowned upon and that women like uh, Charlie XDX and Haley Steinfeld mm -hmm. uh, were talking about it so candidly, you know, body of my own and yeah. just talking about it. Like, it was nothing. It was awesome. You know, uh, Grimes had a song like that that Pat was talking about. So it all ties in. I actually just found an article from 2012. I know it's a little dated, but it's still extremely relevant. It's from thedailynews.com. 
It says, the myth of girl power and pop, how Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, and others sell hits through a secret sexism. There's a quote that says, men don't suffer the same fate. If you look at the guys currently moving the double platinum numbers, like Mumford & Sons, Jason Aldean, or Zach Brown, the focus lands squarely on the music, meaning they'll needn't pull the externalized poses and belittling shenanigans women commonly must rely on to top the charts. Mm -hmm. Even when the media talks... Um, even when the media talk does stick to music made by women, it's often a gossipy reading of their lyrics, parsing which songs refer to an ex-lover, a drinking problem, or a breakdown. Either that or they're part of some cliched story of survival. So definitely ties into what we've been talking about. Yeah. It's just, you know, women just can't make music anymore. No. You know, it has to be an ulterior motive. It has to be about an ex-lover. It has to be about something where men can do whatever they want and it can be about anything. Yeah. You know, no one reads too much into it. You know, the new Paramore album that I always reference, you know, it just came out. You know, everybody quickly wanted to know what song was about who. Was this yeah. about her husband? Was they this automatically about related to what's most relevant in their lives and they can't just write a song or write a feel-good song or write a sad song or write a love song without it being linked to somebody. And, you know, um, I actually got a quote from Pam Tills. She is a rep for um, younger generation of female musicians, and she says that women today are up against a business establishment that isn't about isn't shy about using sex to sell records and it's so true i mean you see the way these girls dress and i mean they leave nothing to the imagination well look and at miley cyrus you know yeah i mean i feel like i i if i saw her get nude it would, or it would probably be, have seen her gut I, I was mean, i was about to say at this point you probably at this seen point her i have nude. probably seen her but you know what it's like she even said that was part of the aesthetic at the time you know i have a lot yeah. of i have a lot of issues with miley cyrus i have a lot of issues with her cultural appropriation however she is right in the sense where she was playing a character she was mm -hmm. selling records that is true she was talked about i mean people were paying money and i've said this over and over again in real life and i've said it a million times to a lot of people i said you are paying so much money to see this person perform people were spending 300 to 500 dollars to see this woman perform yeah, I want to see her fucking inflatable dick. Inflatable dick. Yeah, I, I want to. I want to see her put dollar bills in between her vagina. Like no. I know that sounds. I'll just go to a strip club. Yeah, right. I know that sounds inc incredibly lewd and disrespectful, but Miley. Yeah, we don't mean for any of this to sound. Yeah. Super. Like we've been <laughs> friends for a really long time, and this is just our normal this conversation. This is just how we talk. So you guys are just. <laughs> You're just getting like, a look into it. <laughs> it's not meant to offend anybody, and we're sorry if we're offending you. But that's basically what she was doing, and I mean, she capitalized on it, and like, good for her, you know? She yeah, had the inflatables I mean, out there. hell. Fuck. Like, Honestly. I would do it. Like, if, if somebody was paying $500 to see me, yeah, I'll fuck anything you want. Yeah. You know, within oh reason. Oh, my God. Yeah. With, with consent and within reason. Yeah, I mean, hello, as long as there's no minors there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Put an inflatable dick in my mouth and call it a day. But you know what? Speaking of this whole, like, crazy person act. I mean, it's it's not an act. Um, Miranda Lambert is known for being crazy. Uh, she has not even tried to hide it. Obviously, her songs when she first kind of rose to fame were White Liar and Kerosene. And basically, you know, those singles were about breaking up with an ex and, you know, wanting revenge and being mad and whatever but you know i mean nobody said it because you know she was making those songs and in a new kanan smith uh track like you that way and he actually says in his lyrics you're miranda lambert crazy and i like you that way and you know i mean she's being called crazy essentially and she's not crazy because you know if a man were to sing about wanting revenge on a girlfriend for cheating on him or whatever you know i mean they would get nothing for it and miranda lambert's uh one of her new newer singles vice obviously came after her breakup with blake shelton and you know um luke bryan has a single all my friends say and he basically you know says about what he would do in that situation you know if like when he was breaking up with his girlfriend or whatever and you know he was kind of saying very similar things and nobody said a word and you know Miranda Lambert gets called out for saying you know sh of how she feels and it's just just because she's a woman so um Mara Morris definitely touched upon that and basically says that you know country is not 
what people are kind of writing about. I mean, it's it's supposed to be the core cutting truth. And, you know, she's just, I don't know. I mean, she's just staying true to herself. And that's why we like her. And if we're going to talk about people we like, that means we also have to talk about people we don't like so Of much. course. So, one of my bugaboos, <laughs> we'll say, in country music is Casey Musgraves. And again, I'm sorry if I've, I don't want to offend anybody if, you know, these are my own personal feelings. Um, but I just... I don't know anything about Casey Musgraves in case anybody was wondering, so I'm giving Christy this whole floor right now. You guys can come talk to me. I'll, like, give you my social media if you want to talk about Casey Musgraves. But I really just feel like she is not really... I feel like she's giving women almost, like, a stupid look on... I mean, I know that's not politically correct way to say it, but she's kind of going out there and I've seen her on plenty of award shows um, and you know I've personally met her and I just kind of get the same thing from everyone that I talk to and she speaks out against other women instead of backing them which I really think is not cool especially with how new she is to this business she's very just saying like she she went on, on an article and I'm sorry I can't say which article but if you look it up, it does say that she could sing country even if she wasn't trying to. And, you know, she's very aloof about things, which maybe makes her come off as conceited a little bit, which that might just be her attitude. But, I mean, instead of backing them and lifting them up, I mean, she's made comments about multiple women in this company, including Taylor Swift, Miranda Lambert, and Carrie Underwood, and... The I mean, mega giants. The mega giants in country and Coming pop music. And, I mean, I I don't know if it's because she just doesn't have an ounce of talent in her body or if it's because, but... Uh, this article, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just found this article while I was looking stuff up while you were talking. <laughs> this article from The Fader says, Casey Musgraves is making country music good again. <laughs> and I just can't with the, I, I don't the grammar and like, that. <laughs> like, honestly, I want to sit down with Duncan Cooper... Who was the writer of this article, and just talk with him and ask him where he's getting this from. She's a millennial, remaking country music to be more accepting. Turns out that that's the best country music always was. I don't understand why he used the word good again. I just don't understand why it's okay that she's going around bashing other women. Like, that's what I, that's what I have an issue with. I, I don't, okay, so this is how I feel. She does not represent women well I in my eyes she goes on stage and she goes out of her way to make herself look and sound kind of like stupid and less and less smart than what she actually is you know she'll go on stage and almost like these clothes that look like she's almost like making country music look like it's just a bunch of people with like like if I went out there with a with a hat. And yeah, like boots. a hat she got from like Party City, and like boots she got from like Claire's, and you know, I mean, it's just I I don't understand. And then on top of that, she is just throwing shade all over the place, like it's confetti. <laughs> and you know, I mean, she just says that she doesn't in intend to build her career off of breakup songs and she's also hinted that she doesn't want to go into modern country or the pop route which is fine but don't demean these other women that have made an entire career off of doing this and obviously they have followers if they didn't they wouldn't be in the spot that they're in I mean Taylor Swift did not make her living off of being disliked I mean obviously I know people have said stuff which is fine you know, but I mean, don't demean that, especially when you're brand new trying to break into the industry and tearing other women down. And that's what I have a problem with. She was talking, actually, it's funny, uh, that article that we were just referencing to, the, um, the Fader article, she apparently said um, stuff dissing Miranda Lambert and Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood in that article. Because she, uh, the, what she says is that there was this cycle in Nashville where if you were a girl, you had to be really sassy. You cheated on me, so I'm going to burn your house down. I've never felt a kinship to those kind of songs. 
Oh. Which is fine. That's a stab you at know? Taylor Swift, though. But that's a stab at Taylor Swift. That's a stab at Miranda Lambert. Oh, here it is right here. Yeah. It's in, um, I'm looking at an article from E! News. It's from uh, May of 2015. It's ref- It's referring to the uh, Fader article that Chrissy and I were just uh, talking about, where I don't understand why the word good again was um, a, a title. And um, I don't know if that's a Donald Trump homage but i hope it's not <laughs> uh yeah i've never heard a i've never felt a kinship with those songs the more country that my music gets the less it fits into the country world today casey admits it's almost like there needs to be two gen- genres modern country and dot 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 country so i think that she i don't know anything but casey musgrave so i can't really say much to this but maybe she just feels that you know country and country pop should be two different things. It's fine how if she wants to interpret it into her own way and I'm all about that but don't be knocking other people. I mean but country country can grow. Country doesn't have to be you know sipping on beers and you know cowboy boots and and everything like everything can evolve like I keep talking about it but like Paramore I mean Paramore, Fall Out Boy like all these mega giants and pop punk like they're making a comeback but they're doing like electronically they're doing a lot of other cool stuff like paramore broke out of this mold with songs like rose colored boy and hard times and told you so like those those singles are really different and they're really cool fallout yeah. boys song young and menace that just came oh, out yeah 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 it's it's super different yeah. like a lot of people didn't understand it a lot of people didn't like it but i'm like you guys got to open your minds it's uh, not it just it if an artist has more than one sound, I think that just shows how talented they are. Exactly. Like, even Taylor Swift. Like, Taylor Swift, you know, she didn't want to be put in a I box. I give her so much credit. Who wants to be put in a box? And, I mean, even bands like Paris. Like, their sound is still kind of um, unique to them. But with the song, like, Heaven, it kind of broke out of the white noise vibe. And, you know, I think that it's so cool to see genres changing like i called i called hard times the 2017 version of what alternative rock bands are doing nowadays that song has been stuck in my head this morning since i heard it oh guys i can't get enough hard times i can't i mean (laughs) i love the beginning how it sounds like the little mermaid but that's what i'm saying like 2017 has brought so much new stuff yeah all all our favorite bands from the 2000s are doing cool cool things that are so relevant backstreet boys are back backstreet's back all right <laughs> that's my favorite thing in the whole entire world and i'm seeing them and i can't even contain my excitement yes yes oh uh, <laughs> so yeah so i'm sorry and rant over on casey musgraves don't like how she represents women don't like how she tears other women down and She's not that great of a singer. Oh my god! Shots fired! Shots fired. Well, so I think we're gonna leave it. I think we're gonna leave it. You're just gonna drop mic. Drop, drop mic. So that's really all we have for country today. I mean, it's not like we there's not more to say about it, but that's all we have for it today. Yeah, we're gonna be exploring this a lot more. I mean, Christy hang out all the time, so I'm sure we're gonna be talking about it. She might come back again. We might talk Yay. about different stuff. Woohoo! Maybe we'll do a trifecta of the three of us, me, you, and Pat, and see what goes on with that. Let's do it. Yes. So yes. anyway, before I end this episode, I want Christy to take the floor for a couple minutes and explain to you guys this cool thing that she's doing. She is a distributor for LipSense. And if you don't know what that is, I'm going to let her explain that to you. <laughs> so without without further ado, talk about LipSense. 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 So if you haven't tried LipSense, why haven't you? Um, it's this amazing, amazing product. Um, it's obviously a lipstick. Um, it is 4 to 18 hour wear with only one application, which is amazing. It does not leave your lips feeling dry like all the other lipsticks, which is really cool. I would hate it when I took my lipstick off and my lips would just feel so dry and chap and peel. (laughs) And yeah, it's just terrible. It's not a good time. So this lipstick, um, I've recently become a distributor for LipSense and I've gotten really, really amazing feedback on it and I'm super excited about it. It's just growing and you know, I mean, we're definitely looking for distributors or obviously if you'd like to try it, just message me. My Instagram is lipslay underscore and I do have a group on Facebook as well called Lipslay by Christy. So um, it's just Lipslay, the group, but you will see um, 
in the Facebook cover photo that it will say Lip Slay by Christy. And like I said, um, this product's amazing because it is vegan, it's gluten-free, non-GMO, uh, wax-free, lead-free, and it's completely smudge-proof, kiss-proof, waterproof, all that. I actually went into a pool with it on and it lasted into the night, which was amazing. So um, this stuff is really good. There's a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. So if you do not like it, um, you can get your money back. But I promise you it is one of the most amazing things that I've ever found. And it really does work. Um, and you wouldn't believe the difference prior to just being a distributor for lip sense I really I didn't wear much lipstick just because I would always wear Mac or Kat Von D or you know and that stuff it really just kind of comes off on pretty much as soon as I ate or drank anything it would come off right away and I would see it pretty much on everything I ate also that kind of skanky look where it's on your teeth and whatever like it's just not a good look so um with lip sense you don't have that and it just made my life so much easier and definitely a lot of fun i love doing it i love talking to girls um i love meeting new people and i've gotten to meet a lot of new people just by selling this product so if you're interested message me i also um you can also email me my email is lipslay by christy at gmail.com that's lipslay l-i-p-s-l-a-y by Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I, at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's do yes. it. Let's yes. I Who doesn't want to look pretty? I actually got the pleasure of being uh, pampered, and I had, um, I got to wear Fly Girl, yes. which is a very, very Taylor Swift red, and... Mm. Uh, I wasn't allowed to take it off until we went out in public. Yes, and I got a lot of I got a lot of compliments on it. Actually, it was really cool. Home Christy, Goods. Christy and I went to Home Goods. We also got frozen yogurt. We did a lot of stuff, and we had the swatches on our hands. And everybody asked us about it, which I think is actually pretty funny because you know Christy's always got swatches on her hands because she always mixes her colors and everything. So every time we go out, people think that we're going to Ulta or we're going to Mac. And then yeah. it's, it's a great conversation piece, actually. I think that she should just do it for marketing at this point. Yeah. <laughs> because people want to talk to her about it. Like, oh, it opens up the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I totally think you guys should check it out. I mean, I'm not biased or anything, obviously. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's subliminal <laughs> messaging. It's um, the the cool thing about Lipsense though is that you get just as much in um, the starter kit as that you would pay for in one Mac lipstick. You know, Mac lipstick goes for like twenty two, twenty three dollars for a small yeah. tube. And I mean, the lipstick is actually equivalent. One tube of Lipsense is equivalent to four regular um, things of lipstick. Yeah, so. I mean, like I. I Which, have so many MAC lipsticks, and no no disrespect to MAC, no disrespect to Cat Yeah, Bundy. no, I mean, I wore that ish all the time, so. That stuff is that stuff is still the bomb. I mean, I love it. Um, the only thing is I would notice about, like, the wax buildup on my lips, and I didn't even realize it, but the wax buildup from the wax in their lipsticks is actually what makes your lips peel and makes them dry. So the fact that this lipstick is completely waxless and is just amazing um, and you'll definitely definitely see the difference when you start using it on your lips because my lips have not since since I started using lip sense they have not they have not been dry they've not peeled they've not cracked anything which is so nice like they just feel so smooth and um, yeah so it comes in a three-piece starter kit um, you get the lipstick which is uh, retails for 25 normally and then you also get the gloss uh, the gloss is 20 and then as well as the oops remover and that starter kit is $55 so it's really simple once you get the starter kit you could then just buy the colors individually so it's really easy but it is um, it all three steps definitely go into making it work and making it last the full 18 hours and getting that full effect of not having your lips dry or peeled or anything like that so you know, it's three very thin layers on your lips of the lipstick, um, and then to top it off is the gloss. And like I said, it's only one application of those three thin layers. So you apply it once in the morning, and then you apply your gloss throughout the day, um, normally about three times a day, usually just before your meals, and you're good to go. I mean, it doesn't come off. And like I said, I've been hearing amazing things, which I'm so happy about people loving it. So if you'd like to try it, if you have any questions, um, anything like that, um, just let me know. And if 
you did hear about LipSense through this episode of Sam's podcast, you will receive 10% off if you message me. So just say podcast or country or or any buzzwords or rebel hearts let's go with rebel hearts just say rebel hearts <laughs> i think everybody will know what that is <laughs> oh, hopefully oh everyone's if, gonna think you're talking about madonna upsetting it's a madonna album she's the better madonna oh love you madonna love you mean it love you mean it all right so, this is getting out of hand now oh we're gonna my end gosh. this we're doing this really late at night and we had amazing P.F. Chang's and yes. all the relevant things. So <laughs> that was all we had to say about country today. But like I said, Christy will probably be back. It's not like I will never talk to her again. Hopefully not. <laughs> Check out Lip Sense, um, Lip Slay, uh, Lip Slay by Christy. Check her out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'm going to tell you where to find me because I'm important too, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So Instagram is Sam is Socks. Twitter is Rebel Hearts Girl. Facebook.com slash Rebel Hearts Podcast. And um, rebelhearts at gmail.com if you want to reach me for any reason or if you want to find Christy through me, I will direct you to her from myself. So I'm going to leave you guys with the last song of the day. It's going to be by a band called Now Now. Uh, it's another band that I've played before, but they just put out a new song a couple of weeks ago and I just had to play it. It's called Shotgun Lover and it's just a single right now. I don't know what they're doing with it right now. I know that they recorded an album, so fingers crossed that that album gets dropped soon or information gets dropped soon. The band is doing a short string of tours in July and they were just announced to play High and Low Festival in San Bernardino, California on uh, September 9th, 2017. And that's it. So I will see you guys at the front. And this is now now. Stop.